Mm. Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Sunala. And I'm Casey McBride. And here's another fun episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Casey is really good about getting me to laugh, like right as I'm hitting the button to go live, <laughs> chuckling as we come on. But thank you, everyone. We had such a magical day yesterday. We went on a big hike in the valley and uh, scoped out some amazing locations for being able to do some streams out in nature. So very, very excited about that. And if you're joining us uh, for the first time in a while, we're doing things a bit differently. We don't have a topic to start out. We just follow the energy. So if you have a question, a comment, anything at all, uh, go ahead and post it in the comments and we are happy to follow the energy wherever it's going to take us yeah and i just remembered i have to oh no i don't have to make it public it's already public so we're good yeah. <laughs> cool. And another uh, change, if you haven't been watching recently, is that we are now, um, after the fact, uploading all of our content to a podcasting service. So you can now search for Stir Crazy Shamans on your favorite uh, podcasting app like iTunes and things like that. And thank you to whoever it was that gave us our first five stars. So that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> up there. We, right now we have nine episodes. It's going to take me a while to um, catch up and put all the back episodes up on there, but they are there. Uh, best place to find that out and connect with that is if you follow the YouTube link uh, on our channel page. There's all these little icons and it takes you to the different streaming services that you can use, but it even works with like Android auto and stuff like that. So you could ask your Android auto, Hey, Alexa, play stir crazy shamans and we'll do that. <laughs> but yeah, that was, it was a beautiful hike yesterday. Um, it was uh, um, a little hot for my, my taste, but um, it was, yeah, it was amazing just to get out into that. I never been to this particular trail in the, in Cuyahoga Valley national park before. Um, but that's why I love uh, when I can find like a park ranger to ask because they know the scoop on all the good trails. And uh, we were originally going to a trail that I'd been to many times before, but they had the uh, parking lots completely blocked off. So it was going to be like a big hike along the side of the road just to get to the beginning of the trail. And that is not fun. Yeah, especially on blacktop and that heat. Oh no! Um, so, uh, so we were walking toward the visitor center, and we came across a park ranger, and uh, she. I asked for a slightly less traveled path, and um, so she rec she recommended her personal favorite path to us, and it turned out to be a very magical one. It was, and found some really good spots and found some huche piche rumis. Um, yes. Those of you who haven't been following along with, uh, we're both in an apprenticeship program. It's my third time going through. Casey's first with my teacher, Donzie Kerfman, and we had the homework assignment to go out into nature and find two stones that um, are heavier than they appear to be. And they are natural, what we call huche piche rumis, which is heaviness sweeping stones. And it's a, a tool that you can use in healing to pull heaviness out of people and uh, uh, cut cords and do different things like that. And so we both found some at this cool little river spot, which also is a great place to stream. So we plan to take these are the ones today. Oh, found them? Great. <laughs> Just starting my little watch party here because I forgot. And now we got that going too. Cool. And then we made a little kintu offering to connect with the nature spirit. Oh, okay. yeah, that was my phone. <laughs> Sorry, people. <laughs> That's all right. We were so it was yeah, it was beautiful, and we uh, came across some what were they uh, uh, toads? That was fun. <laughs> but uh, there was at one point I, I was uh, 
reminded of the importance of being very aware of your surroundings when traveling through the forest um, because I was walking and my foot came about this close to stepping on a toad. Uh, but there was like a sense that something was under there and my foot just stopped and I looked down and there he was. And so he is safe, <laughs> hopefully still. And yesterday marked the, the start of a very important time. It was my wife's first exposure to Casey other than hearing these really goofy <laughs> audio clips that we sent to each other. And, uh, and uh, now Casey is wife approved. So we'll probably hanging out a little bit uh, more now. <laughs> so, oh, <that's> good. <laughs> and good morning, Mary Lee. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for sharing the stream. Yes. And that's, oh, and what was else happened yesterday? Well, one, uh, my kids loved it because it was also an experience where we went out together as my kids, my wife and Casey and just had an amazing time and a lot of mud. It was kind of fun, like seeing we would get past something and then wait for them and just kind of see how they would navigate to try to get to the same <laughs> place we got to. So <laughs> a lot of good little pooklyai fun play. Uh, but if you're joining us, uh, we're kind of flowing with whatever topics come up. Uh, so we're kind of talking about our day a little bit from yesterday, but what we uh, really like is if you have a particular question about something going on in your life, you can make a comment or just offer something where you would like to see the conversation go and we are um, happy to go there. Now with Mary Lee, she didn't mean this as a topic, but blessings. This is something that is um, from conversations with God, it's called the five attitudes of godliness. And the idea is that the concept of source energy, the concept of love is so far beyond words that we can't encapsulate it with just a single word. So the word blessing, the word gratitude, the word loving, acceptance, all those are really the same type of energy. And to the degree you can be grateful for something or bless something is the degree that you can be all the other things with it, allowing, allowing of it and, and everything else. So I'll throw that out there as a cool little thing from uh, inspired by Mary Lee's comment. Mm. Um, so I wanted to share something from last night afterwards. Uh, I was watching a movie with my brother and went to lay down. And um, I don't know what if it was something from the movie that we were watching or just, um, uh, I don't know. But anyway, some uncomfortable energy started to kind of come up. And um, we had been... So I'm going to bring this up. We, we were talking about spoon bending and the technique you use to bend spoons where you like run this energy back and forth in it like really fast. And uh, this energy, I was having a difficult time using Samachikui and all these other techniques to get it to move. And so I just started to run this ball of energy up and down my body with the like uh, intention that it was passing through this thing. And um, uh, just all the other incredible, powerful things I've seen um, that we can do with energy. It was like, well, I can transmute any energy in the body, even this really stubborn one or whatever that I perceived it to be like, and um, just continue to do that. And then it kind of like popped and I went and like reached in and then I just yanked this thing out. And there was this dark, like, Ooh, weird looking thing. And I just handed it to my angels and I was like, okay, you guys deal with that. <laughs> um, but it was amazing. Like the feeling of yanking this thing out, it was like, Ah, I don't, I don't even know how else what to relate that to, like um, like removing uh, some kind of crazy splinter, but, but way more emotionally intense. <laughs> Interesting. And do you think that was that was just something building up, or was that something uh, from the hike? Mm, I think it was something that had been building up for uh, a little while. Yeah, but um, it felt very good <laughs> to remove that. Mm -hmm. One thing to speak to that, like if you're having a heavy energy, uh, whatever story or context you want to give around it to then deal with it is great because Casey's experience was kind of pulling out like some sort of entity splinter type thing. But it could also just be like um, your hands are magnets and you just allow that to pull out the heaviness. Like um, if you ever saw the movie X-Men with Magneto, 
they got the little particles of iron, like picture something like that, and then just handing it off to spirit. Um, a lot of it is just identifying the energy and then creating whatever context around the energy that you'd like to, to then deal with it. And his was to hand it off to spirit guides, but you could also give it to the earth. There's a lot of different ways and whichever ways you connect best with the spirit world uh, are probably going to be what, uh, you know, shine to you to deal with stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, and uh, that was something that as I was doing this, I realized, you know, all of these shifts and getting rid of heavy energies and uh, pain, emotional distress, all of that, it can happen instantaneously. Um, you don't need to do anything really other than have the intent that it's going to shift. Um, but for me, for whatever reason, it was so uh, like dense or um, I don't know how to put it. It was so uncomfortable that uh, my mind needed some kind of context around it. Uh, so, so I needed to do something. So before it was funny, I'm trying to like, okay, what do I need to, let, to help my mind like let go of this? So I was like, had my hands over the spot at one point and I was like, boom, 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 and like just flashing energy and trying all this stuff that I'd never done before. And then I just had to reach in and like yank that thing out. And that was what did it. So well, um, I don't know. maybe because we do this show, uh, you're getting a little bit more of an elaborate thing in order to share with people. So they have an awareness of how they can deal with stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but that was cool. I, like I said, that was the technique originally to get that to shift so that I could pull it out. So it was like malleable enough for me to move it was the technique that we were talking about of how you bend spoons like like you know metal spoons so you run like a ball of energy really really fast through it and so i was like well if it works for spoons i can make my own energy more malleable and then you should yeah. in, in case he wants to bend spoons on air now so we'll probably end up doing that <laughs> uh, but when when i learned how to do it i was going to school in, or t uh, the two-year program at fellowships of the spirit in lilydale and one of uh, the lady who actually co-authored the book with me or i co authored the book with her, however you want to look at it, uh, was the one who taught us. And uh, you just hold the spoon between your hands. And the way she described it, if I remember correctly, you just have a, a ball of energy that starts flowing back and forth between the spoon, just back and forth and then uh, the spoon gets warmer and warmer and it will tell you when it's ready to bend and then you can just, it's like malleable like super malleable like clay um, and you're just like and you can like just wrap it into a pretzel with like super ease and my friend Dave was really good at it he would take the tines of a fork and just be able to make them into little curly cues effortlessly <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> but we forgot to clean up our mess so we got banned from that guest house unfortunately because we like left them all there and then guests that were there that weren't part of our group uh, they were getting weirded out by all the shenanigans happening at night so we got booted we had to, we had to go find someplace else to bend spoons <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny you know i want to uh, i want to see that i i have done, performed acts of um uh, like like psychokinesis uh, before, um, but nothing to that uh, like I guess visually um, impressive <laughs> you could say. Like I've worked with the psi wheel, and I remember the first time I was working with the psi wheel, I sat there for like three days on and off, um, <clears throat> just trying to get that thing to rotate. And what is a psi wheel? I'm not so, sure. I don't know, so, so I'm sure other people don't. Yeah, so a psi wheel is um, you you take. A, like an, a needle, like I stuck it in, in, in a, like a, an eraser to get it to stand up straight. And then you take like a piece of paper um, and then you kind of just fold it so it's able to balance on top of the thing. Um, and then, uh, so it's like sitting there and it's it, it can freely easily spin if you were to touch it with your finger. But uh, the point is to rotate energy or connect with it and, and move the energy around to get it to spin. Um, okay. 
And uh, yeah, so for like three days, I'm sitting there trying to like different hand positions and all this. And I was really trying to like use a lot of energy and force. And then it was finally when I just sort of let go and I was like really what became super relaxed and just allowed the energy to flow in a very um, like the opposite of forceful, whatever that is, just completely allowing it. And um, then it would start to flow. And then I would get to the point where without moving my hands, I could, with my intention, start it rotating and then stop it and then start it and stop it and change directions and all that stuff. Um, so that was one of the more, but that took, it did, it took three days before I got it to move at all. And like, there have been times when I've gone to try and do things now and I just sit down for like, 15 minutes and then I'm like, it's not working. And I get frustrated. <laughs> well, every time I go to a class at fellowships, whether I'm teaching or, um, or taking a class, they have this big, well, now they change the room around. They don't have these carpets anymore, but they used to have like this big round carpet at all during class. I would just sit there and focus on this carpet with the intention to like make it float or something like that. But <laughs> I've yet to do it, but I still uh, like, um, uh, putting my effort into it every time. Uh, but this is really akin to like pendulums too. Like pendulums, you get to swing. And if you wanted to um, not have any possible physical manipulation, you can put it on like a banana stand, like uh, what you would hang up and just tape it and and just put your fingers on the tip of the, or on the rim of the banana stand. And that way you're not actually able to swing it at all. And it's just with your energy that you start to manipulate the pendulum then. And that that's was a, a great starting point. That's another one. Actually, it was from this lamp sitting next to you, you guys can't see it. But this uh, little like desk lamp um, sitting next to me, I used to hang a pendulum from it without, and I wouldn't touch it at all. I'd just like, it'd be here, I'd be over here and moving the energy and I could get that thing to swing and then like go in circles and all that stuff. That was another thing I used to put. Oh, and then I had, oh, well, this is a different room. I don't know why I'm, what I'm pointing to. Not the same <laughs> um, but there was a, uh, um, a ceiling fan and it had like those little uh, like chain mm -hmm. uh, things that you would yank on, you know, to turn the lights on and off. And I would sit there in bed and I would just use energy like from my bed to the ceiling fan and just get that thing to start to swing with energy. And so that was a cool thing. I you would know, do. If you're a Reiki healer or anybody who's listening who does any sort of energy work, put something in your room um, right above the table where you work at. And the reason I say this is uh, we used to have access bar classes at this old, um, well, it was a church that got converted into a financial office, uh, an investment guy that I know. He used to be my landlord for my old office space. And the sanctuary he had left alone and he would rent it out for workshops. So we'd rent that for our bars class. And uh, whenever we started doing the work, uh, the, they had like these big lights. If you've ever been to church and you saw those like lights that hang down on like a little pedestal kind of um, uh pole i guess that these things would just be swinging like crazy like as we started doing the energy work it would just be going like in a huge circle and it's like wow like to the point where we're worried like are these things going to come crashing down on our heads <laughs> but if you do any sort of energy work it might be interesting to hang something like that from the center of the room and see if while you're working on people you're getting some sort of energetic effect because it's picking up on whatever's happening mm. yeah and, uh, i know uh, like one of the things i like to play with a lot is um Aerokinesis. Um, so they're like they have different words for the different like things that we manipulate using energy. And like uh, so, uh, for example, um, like uh, pyrokinesis is the manipulation of flame using energy. Um, hydrokinesis, manipulation of water. Aerokinesis, obviously, is the manipulation of um, the air. Um, and like wind, uh, but it's one of the easiest ones to start to play around with. Um, and it all, it's, it's all really just our, our mind and, you know, uh, and what we you know. So for example, the air we know is this very, um, how to put it, it's not a very dense vibration. 
Um, it's something that we can easily all manipulate just by waving our hands, right? Um, so in our minds, it's it's a little easier to manipulate than, you know, for example, like trying to levitate a cup or something. Um, so what you can do is go out, and it's, it's good to go out on a day when it's not completely dead wind, but it's also not very windy. Um, and then wait, and uh, um, you'd be amazed. There are techniques you can use, different ways of going about it. Um, but sometimes just having the intention for the wind to start to pick up, um, you'll notice like a correlation. It'll start to pick up. And I have I've done it many times on days when the wind's been completely dead, no wind at all. And um, I just start to. What I'd like to do is just kind of reach out and connect like really far uh, behind me with uh, all of the energy in the air, and then just like pick up the flow of energy from behind outward. And then um, uh, it'll almost always start to really pick up and start to blow. And so something hand in hand with that would be in shamanism, we would uh, specifically the Karo tradition I'm speaking of right now, you would petition nature spirits to do different things for you. And as an example, we were at Florida uh, last November, uh, right at Thanksgiving for a couple weeks and we're out on the beach and the kids had these like uh, boogie boards I think you call them like you go out it's kind of like a surfboard but you're not standing up you're just kind of staying flat on your chest with it and the, the waves weren't really all that great and uh, my kids came up to me and said daddy can you ask the ocean for the waves to get bigger I'm like well no but you can and I walked them through a whole thing to offer like a kin to the ocean and petition the ocean to give them bigger waves and so I had them all do that and then lo and behold like we got started getting much much bigger waves and so what we would, were doing to manipulate the water was actually ask the spirit itself like mm -hmm. hey can you do this for us so that's a hand in hand, I think, um, whether you're doing it with just your intention. And who knows, when you're doing that wind intention, what if you're connecting with the nature spirit without even knowing you're doing that? And the nature right. spirit is what is actually, you know, allowing the manipulation to occur. Well, and I know when, uh, like, just uh, in, in doing my shamanic healing work, um, I used to use my body as the vessel, and I'd really hold this intense kind of focus when running these energies and doing this manipulation, and um, and that would oftentimes like I, I would it would have amazing results for people. People would experience huge energetic shifts and powerful healing, but then I would get like I would be like totally fried afterward. I'd have to take a lot of time to ground, and I wouldn't feel right for a while. Um, and then one day I thought, okay, well, why do I have to be running any of this energy through me? There are all these guides that I can see around. So I just started asking, hey, um, can you work on this part? And then like an energy would show up like above the person. I'd be like, hey, are you here to help with that? And then I'd be like, yes. And then I'd be like, all right, do your thing. And so I'm just sitting here kind of orchestrating like, okay, you go here, you go here, you go here. Uh, but it takes zero effort on my part to do that. But the healing, since I started doing it that way, instead of like, with this intense focus and running the energy through my body, uh, the healings for the clients that I work on have been way more effective and powerful for them. And it takes no effort on my part to do it. You know, the analogy, um, I, I like using this analogy and it feels really, um, uh, fitting for this is I, I think of, of the shaman or anyone really you are the conductor of the symphony of the universe that you're in and imagine if you were trying to play all the instruments yourself all at once you just can't do it so all you're doing is directing the energy flows but but it's you that's creating or helping to facilitate the creation of the symphony that that's occurring for the person or for whatever you're doing absolutely and uh, so I was just thinking that uh, now I want to try and do that with um, you know like playing with the uh, 
the wind and other things too, instead of just with healing, what, what other fun can I have with, with using energy that way, instead of me being the one to try and run the energies. You know, when we went out for our stones uh, uh, for the program, we had to go f pick up like um, four different stones for the different elements. And when we were getting our sunstones, we were both at Holy Love Ministries oh, yeah. and, and uh, it was kind of a cloudy day. And uh, Casey had found this one stone and he just, he had his eyes closed and he's holding it up to the sun and at that moment i had happened to pick one up too and it was like the clouds parted and like we just so, got beamed sun down yeah. at us and it's like yep those are the sunstones i don't know if i told you this but when i was doing that um i, I wasn't 100 percent sure if that was supposed to be my sunstone so i held it up and uh i looked toward the sky and i went if this is my sunstone show me the sun <laughs> the sky opened up there was the sun <laughs> so yeah yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, so that just another, like, it doesn't have to necessarily be to develop these abilities to manipulate nature spirits, like um, this intense focus or, or anything like spoon bending where you have to do that, like, whole technique. It's a, a step of allowance and also using all the resources around you. And also not just to necessarily do it for, well, spoon bending, you're kind of doing it for the fun of it, though. But, like, in all these examples, we actually had a purpose for doing it. Or one of my favorite stories to tell, I, I, I love that Max remembers it so well, um, my father-in-law had come from Germany and we had just built up a fire. It was just starting to really get going and then it started raining. And in his broken German accent, he's like, oh, what a pity. You know, and I was like, well, we'll see. And uh, we, I went inside, got my mesa, and I'm calling in the starlight. Like calling in the starlight for our fire and, and not really having a point of view what would happen or not happen. But it, it stopped raining by us. And if you looked at the radar, there was like this one spot in Westlake that was dry and there was rain everywhere else. And we could actually see the stars above us. And he's like, it is unbelievable. <laughs> but <laughs> it was like for him, that was like a magical moment that he'll never forget. And my son also never forgets. He always is like, daddy, that was so cool like when that happened and it's like you never unknow the magic but there was also like when you have a need for stuff like that just to be open to asking and seeing what happens but not just necessarily for the, the well i guess you could do it for the heck of it why not but well, i think in doing it for the heck of it you know really what we're doing is um we're, we're uh giving ourselves and others this very very tangible experience of how um uh, energy and spirit can affect everything uh, on a very physical level. Um, and so uh, in a way, it's like just helping to like reinforce what we already know or to show sort of give proof to people that may be like skeptical, um, which some people need to see something like that in order to really get over certain judgments they have about things. And some people will see irrefutable proof of you doing like levitating a person off the ground and they'll still find an explanation for it. Um, yeah. I've come magicians that. have been doing stuff like that for a long time. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So I think, you know, it, you know, no matter what the reason is you're doing it, um, uh, you know, it's all just deepening that connection, developing more of an understanding of ourselves and um and our, our true nature which is the same as the nature of everything around us and and you know when, when we are for bending a spoon or moving the wind or whatever um we're not manipulating something outside of us and separate from us we're learning to connect deeper with aspects of ourselves and um communicating with ourselves more deeply there was a scene in the uh i think you see the movie the matrix i believe oh. right 
have yeah, I that one whole the whole thing with the, uh, with the spoon and, yeah. and they're like well it's you have to realize the truth he's like what truth there is no spoon and it's, yeah. you, and it's you that are bending so you're the one bending outside of the relative rules of this duality and allowing something different to occur outside of the the rules just like elmer fudd running off the cliff and not falling until he reads about gravity like some <laughs> rules can be bent others broken <laughs> i was just before we came on because i was thinking of the spoon bending that exact quote <laughs> that scene ran through my mind right she's sitting the little girl sitting there spent bending the spoon and uh nia's like uh i don't know she asks her something hands he, she hands him the spoon and he's like he's like i don't know how to do that and she goes do not try to bend the spoon that would be impossible only try to realize the truth it's like what's the truth there is no spoon <laughs> and, uh, it's just so cool the way they do that scene. Oh, uh, we, I need to watch that movie again. It's been a long time since I've watched that. But uh, well, that that thing is riddled with all kinds of things. And right after that, the same thing. Like he comes in and she says, "Watch out!" or "Don't worry about the vase." And he knocks the vase over. <laughs> and then he, she's like, "Well, the, what's really going to bake your noodle? Would you still have broken it if I hadn't said anything?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is an excellent movie, man. <laughs> the second two, yeah, but the first one, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I've never like the second two, but I've never watched the third. I don't know. I, I the first one was really the the gold for oh, me. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to having a mar Matrix marathon day. Too bad we can't like watch the movie and do commentary at the same time. I think they frown upon that because we could like do a screen share playing it. But I'm sure YouTube would uh, give us a big old copyright <laughs> strike for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, we could pay for a temporary use of the movie. <laughs> well, what is possible? How much would that be? Right. Well, let, let's look into it. Or if anybody's watching that's in that industry and knows how to even go about doing something like that, please drop us a note. <laughs> and for that matter, also, um, if you have any comments, let us know. Uh, Mary was saying bent spoon uh, by thinking of butter melting in the microwave. Mm. So she was you know, using like a, a an anchor association with how a microwave melts things to bend the spoon. So uh, Mary Lamb, curious, have you actually bent spoons or is this just a an inspiration of how to do it that would be kind of cool i'm sure there's more than one way to do it uh there's just um it's just a, a matter of whatever allows you to settle into the space of allowing it to happen whatever the method might be hmm. i want to try this hank maybe we need to do this after. we just have to buy some because if um, we go like use my wife's silverware that will be bad the dollar store across the street from me <laughs> out there yeah, that's what we did in the old day we bought like all we bought knives spoons we bought them all of it just to play around and see what would happen but dave was the best at it just little taking the tines of the fork and one thing if you're thinking about spoon bending it's not like in the matrix where you were just holding it and focusing on it and the spoons bending on its own while that is um, very likely possible it was more like the the, the spoon's composition changes and becomes very pliable or malleable i should say and you could just kind of crush it like a, a can or, or just manipulate it and, and she's like that's how she did it so we got to get mary lee mary lee you can be on an episode we can uh, do some spoon bending together that would yes. be kind of fun <laughs> oh that'd be so cool <laughs> why not no speaking okay so we were talking about that yesterday so the most reoccurring theme in my dreams since i was a child uh, I remember way back being really young, uh, having dreams where I discovered the ability to use telekinesis. Um, and it is, I've had that theme regularly throughout my whole life. And even just last night, um, where I'm like sitting there doing something 
and uh, you know, I'm like just starting to feel the energy of an object, and then all of a sudden I get it to move a little bit, and then a little bit more, and then I get it to like levitate and do, do all kinds of things. Uh, but last night was a really uh, intense, long one, um, where I was uh, like just levitating things and all this, and then I got, um, I don't know who, but it was some teacher was with me, and uh, I don't know, I've never seen this person before in phys the physical, but um, they were like kind of showing me how to move things. Um, and then uh, we opened up a portal in the room that we were in, and um, he, like his ethereal body left and his physical body was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then I started like manipulating more and more things, and then like I got like burnt out or something, and I ended up in a coma for like three days. And then woke up out of the coma and like couldn't really walk all that well. So I just started using telekinesis to like levitate my body so I could like walk along. And I remember I was just walking down the street with my brother and my father and uh, they were just walking and I was just using telekinesis to float. <laughs> and uh, it was like not a big deal to them though. They were, they were just like, you should take it easy. You know, you should probably walk and not use as much telekinesis. And I'm like, yeah, but, <laughs> but it, was, uh, it was really interesting. But uh, no, but I just thought that was, I, and. I've always wondered, like, what is the reason that I continue to have th those dreams all the time of me discovering the ability to use like really powerful. Oh, it's clearly something that you want to do, right? Right. <laughs> so I think maybe spirits telling me that you know, and that, I always think that would be really cool. Um, as a, well, one, my whole thing is if I get to the point where I can like push objects and things like that with energy. I would have such a fine-tuned uh, grasp on energy control that, like, when doing healing, I, like, getting rid of blockages, pain, discomfort, whatever, I feel like it would just be so effortless. Like, if you can manipulate the physical, apply that kind of same energy control toward healing, and, like, boom, that's, like, effortless. And then, um, and then also, it does, like I said, it's that physical demonstration. And I think uh, that can be, you know, for even people who maybe are coming to you for healing, you know, people who don't have a, any concept of like, I don't understand really how energy can, like, what do you mean energy is going to, you know, get rid of this or help me just show them, okay, well, watch this, like, like knock something over. Like, okay, there's energy. We're going to use that to clear out blockages and things. <laughs> you know, watch them, uh, watch their, uh, uh, you know, perception of that change. So I don't know. Maybe that's what my dreams are telling me. Time to yeah. make through telekinesis. It's all going to start with spoon bending on stir crazy shamans. Yes. <laughs> and, and there's been twice as a kid that I've had, I don't know if it was me moving it or just the observation of it happening, but there was one time where I was camping with another family and I had just had the thought about wanting to get the bubbles to go blow bubbles or whatever. And the thing slid across the entire picnic table over to where I was standing or sitting mm -hmm. at. And I was like, oh, and then I sat there for like 10 minutes, like trying to, do it again like uh and it, it wouldn't happen and I, I think i've told this story too where i was outside and i have one of these little wood people like a toy that had the hollow thing where you put it on a little peg i forget what they were called but i was outside and i was just throwing it up in the air and it would land throwing it up in the air and then i threw it up in the air and it just stopped and it was just up above me and i'm like remember looking at it like what how do i get it back i don't know what to do and then when i wasn't paying attention um it fell and hit me in the head 
<laughs> and so I don't know if, if it was me doing it or a spirit messing with it. Just a glitch in the matrix. Right yeah, there. glitch in the matrix. <laughs> like somebody hit the pause button, but only on, on that and everything else was going. And it's like, what? But, uh, or but, maybe everything paused around you and, and you were the only one moving. You know, with, with the time manipulation, that is possible. Who knows? Uh, I, I don't know. That that explains that one. I don't know about the bubble one. Right. <laughs> or, or maybe that was just to give me a taste of it. That I would. I know I've had those experiences. That it will help open up the window to being able to develop those types of abilities. Because I've seen it happen. I know it can happen. Right. And <laughs> other ones that are a little bit more um, interesting, but doesn't feel like to talk about now but uh, anyway i've seen things get manipulated where f there were physical happenings and it's like wow there's definitely a lot of power and potency in the universe to be able to uh, lift things and move them and, and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah it's um that's <laughs> such a cool subject uh we're gonna figure it out we're gonna come on here one day and we're gonna be like just levitating things and it'll be a whole different ball game <laughs> that'll be fun uh, yeah yeah Let's see. Anybody? Oh, and also from people who are watching on the shared streams, because I know we share this with a couple different streaming groups, as well as our own personal pages. If you're commenting there, we don't see it. It's got to either be on the YouTube channel. There should be a link in the description. Or if you go to Stir Crazy Shamans, we'll see the comments from those places. But if it's on one of the places that it was shared to, we don't necessarily see that. So if you are trying to make a comment and we haven't been responding, we're not trying to ignore you. Uh, we just don't see the comments unless it's from certain places. So uh, make sure it's YouTube or the Stir Crazy Shaman Facebook page and where you will love to interact with wherever you like the conversation to go. Indeed. Indubitably. <laughs> uh, now I just want to go out and like do aerokinesis and play with energy manipulation. Could do that in the later in the afternoon for me possibly. We got some chores to do. Kids, it's our last week of homeschooling. So oh, that's, that's exciting. So excited for this. Uh, <laughs> teachers are way underpaid. I will just say that. They do a wondrous job with kids. Uh, I, I don't even know. And they're doing it with like a whole group of kids. Like I have trouble with just my two kids. I, I can't <laughs> imagine having a classroom full of little people trying to get them to all do the same thing at the same time in a controlled way. That's a, a miracle to me. <laughs> so if you're a teacher out there watching, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. You're very underappreciated in my mind. Maybe not anymore. After this year with COVID and everybody doing homeschooling, uh, maybe that will change. <laughs> but, so anywhere else to go? Or we kind of fizzled out? Or? I don't know. I feel that, 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 was, that was good. That was a really good half hour just now. Maybe we should maybe we should wrap it up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we can always if we got an inspiration later. There's nothing to say we can't do two episodes in a day. So who right. Knows, right. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So if you're watching, if you have comments for future episodes, please uh, do um, you know message, and we will speak to that on the next episode. And we will plan to be on tomorrow, possibly tomorrow's Wednesday. No, today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. So, uh, maybe no, with the customer. Today is. Today is Tuesday. Today's Tuesday? I think. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, yesterday's Memorial Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even know what day it is. We just had a holiday, and I still don't know what day it is. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, <laughs> on that fun note, I, I should go get a calendar, maybe. Huh? No, but... Um, 
seriously, if you would like to ha see a particular topic, uh, please comment and let us know. Uh, presuming that Casey schedules free Thursday morning, we will have a guest. Her name Shauna, and she does like the, this amazing group for women empowerment and emergence of being and all kinds of fun stuff. So we plan to have her on on Thursday. And Melissa from Goddess Lead eventually. Um, we just have to make sure. It's hard because I try to connect Casey's calendar and her calendar, and then I just don't seem to be doing it well. So maybe I should start a group chat and let uh, and do it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe spirits play tricks on us. That is very, very true. That is possible. With the, I think spirits in general, like you have people all the time where their keys are missing and then they're there. Uh, the lady who just came to my concert, she knows that her mom and spirit messes with her, and her she just saw her keys and the next minute they're gone, and she'll say, "Hey, mom, put them back," and then they're there again. So mm -hmm. definitely a, a manipulations from the spirit world just to let them know. Sometimes it's just a cry in a way like hey i'm here just acknowledge me and sometimes we're so busy that we're not and those things are meant to make us question and eventually hopefully slow down enough where we can have the awareness that spirit those relationships never ended they just changed form and they are just uh interacting with us a little bit differently if we're willing to be aware of it what kind of relationship did you have with all those people in the spirit world mm -hmm. just food for yeah. that oh and that is a magical thing i mean it doesn't even have to be with your like relatives that have passed on but what about your angels your animal guides your plant guides you know the elemental beings the fairies all the other or just cool people and like tesla man like what if you yeah. hang out with him in spirit that would Why be not? like what amazing inspirations could happen from some of the greatest minds of sun and masters all kinds of fun stuff if you're but willing to be open to dialing your radio in on some new frequencies what could your experience be in this world <laughs> yeah. But on that fun note, please comment. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, please do so. And also check out all the audio podcasts. We're still uh, uploading from the archives. I have like seven to upload a day. Um, but they're, all of them are going to be there. You can download them on MP3, take us with you wherever you like to go, out into nature to do ceremony and all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, please, uh, uh, if you if you are more of an audio person, take advantage of that and give us uh, five stars if you like. On um, iTunes, we got our first five star rating the other day, so that's kind of fun. Um, anything else? Any final thoughts? Mm. No, I'm just going to be present. Yep. And you're <laughs> <laughs> that was my way of getting out of <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, with, no. You don't have to give a final note. <laughs> no, with, with, with all of this. Uh, um, talk of, uh, you know, like um, telekinesis uh, and uh, all this stuff. Um, uh, I know there's a lot of people that have serious resistance to that idea. And even people who are uh, relatively open to working with energy, even people that do Reiki and other things still, uh, there's this huge block mentally that happens when it's like, okay, well, yeah, we can affect energy with energy, but the physical, oh, that's a whole different thing. Well, um, all of this is energy, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, just don't limit yourself on, um, experiencing, uh, incredible magic just because you have, uh, the belief that, you know, someone told you it wasn't possible, you know, um, I think, uh, we, I think we can do just about anything if we're willing to allow it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so just be open to whatever magic, um, you, you 
you know, you can experience in the moment. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to take something from one of my favorite books is called Being You, Changing the World by Dr. Dane here. Uh, he's an access consciousness um, facilitator, one of the co-founders, actually. And he would give the example all the time that this wall, science tells us, is 99.9% .9 empty space. And what if your limitations are the same way, that most of it is this empty space that if you're willing to just be an allowance and step through it, the only thing really holding back is your point of view that you can't but everything in science tells us 99.9% .9 empty space. Like what if it's as easy as just having that awareness, being an allowance, and then just moving through that limitation. So uh, very fitting with um, the topic today about telekinesis and all those other fun things about allowing and just being in the space that anything is possible. Set aside everything you think you know about everything and anything that you might have a new experience and experience the truth that there is no wall. <laughs> so thank all right. you all for your energy and your attention i thank you thank you thank you a nike a nike a nike <laughs>